Hey again, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me, and Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Good, man. What a terrible, uh, what a terrible weather day down here in South Alabama at, at, at the time we record. Ooh. Oh, it is, it is cold, damn it. I mean, it's cold, yeah. it's wet, it's rainy. It's, it's, it's basically the weather equivalent of Alabama's last week, I would say. <laughs> you lose the pin. You lose the pin with your, uh, you know, wonderkin child point guard missing two free throws at the end in basketball. Then you miss out. Well, and first of all, you missed out on Eric Gilbert, I guess, if you want to say that that was kind of last week. And then you lose to LSU. Um, LSU gets a couple of more commitments. And, um, then last yesterday we find out Javon Quinterly won't be eligible because the NCAA is full of dickheads. There's no other way to say it. <laughs> they are full of of hypocritical, uh, shady dickheads. I don't know another way to say it. And I don't. Again, I don't know necessarily that Javon Quinterly had a good argument to be eligible, but his argument was equally as good as somebody like Justin Fields, whose article, whose uh, argument was basically. Hey, I just kind of don't like it here and I feel threatened, but I'm not really threatened because I'm a big dude. And if anybody wants to step up to me, they're going to get their uh, face punched in. So, yeah, I want to go to Ohio State. How about that? And they're like, sure. And our guy wants to come in from Villanova. And they're like, nah. And his mother, Javon Quinley's mother, came out with a tweet that basically said, yeah. I knew something was fishy when they started looking through all of my Venmo receipts and said, Hey, what's this extra $10 you've got here? That's what she said. I mean, that's, yeah. that's some weird shit, man. And I'm going to tell you, I, I've been sort of a defender of the NCAA because I do think we need a governing body like that in, in college sports. I think you need some kind of overarching, uh, all encompassing governing body to make sure most things are on the up and up and on the same page. But man, they suck at some stuff. That's so easy to get right. Well, you know what? What, what my <clears throat> I would want uniformity and precedent, and follow that. And I, I don't know enough facts to say that 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 uniformity and precedent wasn't followed here. I don't know uh, because we never know because there's zero transparency. We don't know. What uh, what 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 it feels exact case was? We don't know what Tate Martell's case was. We don't know what Quinterly's case was, fact by fact by fact, and where those uniform facts applied evenly in all cases. That's all you can ask. From the outside, it doesn't appear to the fans that they are, and that's what's very frustrating. But it's really the lack of transparency. We don't know, and and because we don't know. The NCAA has to expect that everyone, all, the fans, the people that pay, by the way, the people that pay for all of it, the fans, they're, they're going to, you know, they have to understand the fans are going to be upset when, when, when they don't get their way, even if maybe in some cases the fans don't deserve their way. But how would we know? We don't know because the system is not transparent. The process isn't transparent. We're just left to, 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 to guess and surmise and, 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 and get about three of the 30 facts we need. Uh, and we have three of them. So we extrapolate the rest from there. And uh, it, it's just not fair to, 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 to the fans. It, it certainly doesn't fair to the kids. And that, that's what this is supposed to be about the student athletes. So it's a very frustrating process. 
was Alabama screwed? Was Quinterly screwed? I don't know. How could anybody know? Well, you don't know, and you're absolutely right um, that we don't know all the facts, but we know enough. And here's the problem. I think it's their PR department that's screwing up more than anything. If they want people to trust them, it's sort of like trusting any governing body. If you want your the people you were governing to trust you, I think you have to be pretty clear or either incredibly vague. <laughs> you either have to be <laughs> so vague that everybody's like, look, I'm just not going to chance that. Or you have to be so crystal clear. Everybody's like, I thoroughly understand this because you look over at Memphis with James Wiseman and clearly, I mean, it seems pretty obvious that yep. Penny Hardaway um, had a relationship with James Wiseman beforehand. Now, this was years ago. Did Penny Hardaway know that he was going to be the coach of Memphis at the time? Probably not. Um, but I think that's one of the things you give up when you become the coach of Memphis. You should, I mean, it should be one of those things where you're like, okay, I can be the coach of Memphis now, but I probably can't recruit this kid because I had this other uh, relationship with him a, a long time ago. And it was a bunch of money for moving expenses. And where was he moving to from Anchorage, Alaska? I mean, it was like 10 grand. And so Memphis decides to get an injunction and play them anyway. And they're playing a, a deadly game potentially with NCAA. The NCAA could come out and, and really hammer them or ban them from postseason play or whatever. But shoot, I mean, if you're Memphis at this point with NCAA, it's, it's kind of like you look around and you see all these other guys. I mean, why don't I just take a chance and play the damn people? Because the – the NCAA either has teeth or it doesn't. And I can't right. decide if it does or doesn't anymore because it seems to be arbitrary on what they do. Uh, the frustrating a- thing for me is now it seems, it seems that things that 20 years ago that would get you put under the NCAA jail are now just no big deal at all. Like, yeah, I mean, I mean, on the surface, just think of this, uh, you put the story back in, 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 in 1991, uh, the head coach of Memphis, while being a booster of Memphis, paid money to a high school kid to move and then eventually recruited the kid to his, his college. There's no way that under any prior precedent to 2019 that James Wiseman will be eligible to play college football, college basketball at all, especially for Memphis, especially for that coach. Yet it feels like that's what's going to happen. And that, that, that part of it is just bizarre to me. Now, look, personally, I don't really care because I think most of the rules are dumb. And I think Wiseman's an 18 or 19-year-old kid. He hasn't been paid like a professional athlete. I don't really care because most of the rules from day one have been just kind of stupid. <laughs> but, but, gosh, it, what, what it sucks is for all the people that have paid the price like Missouri is right now for something that seems so minor when they were cooperative. And now, now it's okay literally for coaches and boosters to give money to kids. And that's what, even in the chase young thing where clearly chase young was, was handed money by a booster uh, of Ohio state. and, And, and now it's just fine. And he can, he can skip a couple games and he can, he can play. And again, I'm not upset that Chase Young's playing. What I'm upset is, man, if my school had done that 15 years ago, we'd still be recovering from the from the burdensome 
multi-year probation, and now it's just not even a misdemeanor. Now it's just nothing. So it is very confusing. That and that's 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 exactly what we're complaining about in Javon Quinterly. It's just very confusing. What the hell are the rules anymore? And no wonder Memphis is saying, screw you guys. Heck, I, I, it's not the right thing to do at all. I'm glad Alabama's not doing it. But, you know, what if Alabama just stuck Quinterly on the court, you know, Friday against Rhode Island and said, uh, he goes to school here, he's playing in the basketball games, we don't give a shit what you guys do. We're, we're, we're just playing him. Yeah, <laughs> and, I mean, <laughs> what would happen? Probably nothing, I guess. You know, the NCAA is typical – if you can't screw your friends, who can you screw? Because you're right. Missouri acted like a friend. They were like, okay, yeah, we had us tutor doing some things and um, we didn't know about all of it. So, but we have, we have turned ourselves in. We've gotten to the bottom of it. Here's all the evidence. Fixed it. We fixed we, it. We, we fixed it. And we hope that uh, you will t- show some leniency. Ooh, yeah. We're going to show you some leniency. All right. Y'all can't do shit for like a year and a half. And meanwhile, we're going to go over here and we're going to, you know, shake our fist at Memphis for a little bit and we'll see y'all later. <laughs> you sons of bitches. I mean, it's just, yeah. it really, it just, it just sucks. It's but, very entertaining. It's very um, infuriating. And I don't even care, Jimmy, that we got, see, I think Alabama 20 years ago paved the way of how to fight the NCAA. They, the NCAA came to Alabama, you know, hammered us good. They also hammered us by using an arch rival as a, a key witness, a key secret witness. And everybody eventually said, you know what? Okay. Maybe Alabama was doing some stuff, but that's not really right the way y'all went about this. So everybody's just going to start fighting it. I mean, cause Alabama cooperated for the most part and yep. uh, you didn't help them. So why not fight it? Because it can't get worse. And that's exactly what everybody's been doing. And it's exact. And it's been working for the most part. Anybody who's cooperated has gotten, kicked in the groin and anybody who's fought it has come out fine. Yep. I don't know somebody that's fought yeah. it and not done well. Do you? Uh, that's, that's again, again, that's what it appears from the outside. And, and again, we're, we're, we're shielded from so many facts uh, because of a lack of transparency. It's kind of hard to say. I just know that what I know is that things that used to get you hammered, now result in basically two game suspensions for players. I mean, Antonio Langham signs a napkin, gets four hundred dollars from an agent, and then Alabama can't go to a bowl for two years and loses twenty five scholarships. Uh, uh, now, if that happened, it would barely make the news, you know. So, uh, just very, well, very, very frustrating. Here's the other thing: I think public sentiment has gone from very. You know, what it was until the early 90s was essentially, hey, these kids are getting plenty. They, they are um, they should know better. That, um, and I think awareness has made people realize, oh, wait a minute. A lot of these kids come from very little. And when somebody comes up to them and takes advantage of them by promising them the world and giving them some upfront cash at a time when, you know, they have some family members that probably go a day or two without eating at times. There's some of them who sleep in their cars at times. Um, It's kind of hard to say, hey, y'all shouldn't take that money and you should just be really happy you have unlimited smoothies at your university. Um, (laughs) I mean, that's kind of how it is. And I think public sentiment is going, you know what? It's kind of the agents 
and uh, that that are preying on these kids, and also these college coaches. Uh, uh, salaries have been have ballooned to these enormous numbers and the universities are making all this money and it, all of a sudden everybody looks around and goes yeah but without these kids y'all have nothing and that's true i'm not saying i'm not advocating for kids to get paid i, I guess i think they should i i'm scared of it but i think they should um that being said, I, I just think public sentiment has changed to a degree, whereas if, if Antonio Langham had gotten caught in 2011 versus 1992, then I think that Alabama, you're right, they, they get a slap on the wrist, if that. And I think that uh, it, it things history has certainly changed a lot, especially from the Gene Stallings perspective, because that's another thing Gene Stallings did try to sort of sweep it under the rug. I mean, we should, that, sh- yeah. that shouldn't go unnoticed. Yeah. It, it wasn't, um, it wasn't handled. It wasn't handled great. It was never handled great. Uh, but you know, here, here's the, the thing for me and fi- the final thing I'll say about it. the thing, the thing to me that should define all NCAA cheating cases is, is the terms competitive advantage. Did you break the rules and gain competitive advantage because if you did, we're going to pop you. But if you just didn't follow, if, if a tutor did extra work for a kid who's already enrolled, who's not getting money and a tutor did extra work for a kid, not at the direction of the program, then what is that? That's nothing. That's nothing. You shouldn't use that to, to, to take away bowls and scholarships. Now, Programs that gain competitive advantage by cheating. Now that's completely different. That's murder. That's murder. It should be. It should. It should get the murder punishment. But the 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 misdemeanors, the the silly stuff, the secondary violations, just the silliness. The oh, you sent a text to a kid during a dead period. That's just stupid. That that's competitive advantage, a text for real. That's uh, and and so I, I I just think that that needs to be the focus of all investigations and non investigations is the competitive advantage gained. Um, I totally agree. And one other thing that I thought real quickly, if I were Javon Quinterly's mother, and I do respect the fact that she cooperated. <clears throat> yeah. I would have said to them, y'all ain't looking at none of my Venmo, uh, Moe's Barbecue, uh, Moe's Southwestern Grill. Y'all ain't looking at a Mo I got, period. Y'all ain't looking at not a bank statement, not a receipt from a gas station, nothing. And not because I think she did something wrong, but because all you got to do is stonewall these people and they can't do shit. We've learned that. Just stonewall them and they cannot do a thing. They have no power. Now, they act like they have power. They have no power. But I'll tell you, Jimmy, somebody, something that's got some power, and that's Manscaped. Manscaped is the number one in men's below the belt grooming. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code locked on at manscaped.com. Uh <coughs> And a good tip, a good tip on a good tip on what you could do, what you could do productive on a Tuesday night. That's yeah, th- that's that how is. you can be productive on a Tuesday night, man. While so, you're waiting on these college so football, accomplish something. While you're waiting on the college yeah, football rankings. During the ranking show, during the ranking show, that's what we should all do uniformly from one end of the country to the other. 
use Manscaped during the ranking show. <laughs> go, that's a hashtag going bald down there during playoff show. Is that, <laughs> is that a, that's the worst hashtag ever, isn't it? It's mean, <laughs> uh, a good um, idea. Okay. So you've, I guess you've watched the LSU tape again, have you not? Uh, I have seen uh, highlight clips. I have not watched the actual CBS playback, but I have seen uh, several uh, several highlight clips of the plays I wanted to specifically review again. And uh, gosh, it's still a little, it's still a, it's kind of a fresh cut. It still still hurts a little bit. It's raw. Um. Yeah, I haven't either, frankly, because I I did have to watch the Alabama basketball game last night. By the way, Alabama did win in basketball last night. I didn't mean to just gloss over that. They had a big win over um, Florida Atlantic. And, again, it's a big win because it's Nate Oak's first win. I thought uh, Shackelford played very well. He had 17 points. Javion Davis. I'm going to tell you something. I I thought he was okay. I think in SEC play – that's going to be a real deficiency for us unless we get some guys healthy quick. Um, And then I'll tell you something else that's disappointing. Carl Lewis didn't have his best game, but that's not really what I'm getting to. Are we sure John Petty's pretty good? Are we sure of that? Because Uh, I'm glad to tell you, man, man, his, his ball handling last night was atrocious. His ball, his his decisions with the ball were bad. His, His, I don't even know what he shot, but it seemed like every time he shot a three-pointer, it missed. Um, yep. I, I just – are we sure he's good? Because I'm, I've been saying that for two years. He's the worst, best shooter that I've ever seen because people always say, man, he's such a shooter. He's such a shooter. I'm like, he shoots a lot. but he And he had a 30-point game. He had a, we had, what, 10 three-pointers against Auburn, I guess, a couple years ago. But, man, is he, are we sure he's good? Yep, I mean, which is a great question for 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 Alabama and LSU football that we'll get to in a second. But I agree totally. We're just two games in, sample size way small. Don't get too excited about JV on Davis, although the, the clearly the potential is there. And boy, does Alabama need a productive big man. And, and so so it's fine to start being a little optimistic maybe about JV on who played well last night against Florida Atlantic. But look, you are what you are. You are what the box score says you are. This is. It's the SEC. It's SEC basketball. Potential doesn't really help anymore. You got to be a dude. You got to be a player. And and if you're a player, it will say so in the box score. And that's two games. Two games where Petty has basically just been a complete non-factor per the box score, which is all that matters. So, yeah. Hope hopefully Petty's just a little something that we'll refer to as a mini slump. Hopefully that's what it is. Uh, but but after two games of all the players that play significant minutes, uh, Petty's been a disappointment. But, okay, it's two games. Dude scored 28 at Rhode Island Friday, and and and, and we won't even remember this. Yeah. Um, something else, though, that was brought to my attention, and I, I should have known this, I guess just with the um, with the LSU-Alabama game and, and uh, all those things and the HSA playoffs, I just didn't pay attention. Penn got the shit beat out of him by Rice the other day. And oh, so news. that certainly didn't – that's disheartening. But, um, <laughs> you know, look, basketball is is not the kind of sport. It, the transitive property doesn't work. It doesn't work in any sport, really, but it especially doesn't work in basketball. And so I'm not going to, you know, sweat bullets just yet, mainly because it's football season. But 
I, man, I hope I hope we don't go to Rhode Island and lay an egg on Friday night. I'll just leave it at that. Um, well, playing so on the road to- is playing on the road defines great basketball teams, and I'm not saying we're great. We're we're probably we're, we're we're probably not great. But but what would be a good sign to me is if we got the team on the plane and the team went on the road and they play up there at uh, at Rhode Island and they play well, they play hard. Maybe they lose by a by a basket or two, but they play well and they play hard and they don't just not show up. Uh, I, I would consider that a good sign in, in year one. And, and I know that uh, casual basketball fans, fans of Alabama that are, are like really into football and they just want us to win the other sports, but they don't really delve, you know, dive into the other sports. They probably don't understand, but Rhode Island's a really good program. They're very good. Uh, some, some seasons they're even really, really good. Uh, so Rhode Island is, is a tough tough road game it really is uh no one should be surprised if uh if alabama doesn't win that game uh rhode island can be good now in other years they're not going to be that good but uh and i have no idea if this year rhode island uh if the goals think that they're something or not but uh anyway just know that rhode island is a pretty dang tough road game think if if you're a football fan think of uh mississippi state when they're good uh that that's that's rhode island unless the secret love child of Lamar Odom and, and Courtney Kardashian is, is playing. I think Alabama should go there and win, but I mean, again, they, yeah, they had Lamar Odom at one time. They're, they're not, they're not completely destitute of any history, but I feel like Alabama should go to Rhode Island and win. That's just me. Um, Wouldn't be a surprise if multiple Lamar Odom kids were playing in the game. (laughs) If everybody, you know, everybody loves to tell you, hey, that team's that team's better than you think. Oh, okay, but we should beat them. I mean, let's go ahead and make that clear. Yeah. We should beat them. So yeah. I don't want to go up there and take another shitty loss because right. Penn, the home loss to Penn took away our ability to have a shitty loss at Rhode Island. That's 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 my true. That's true. Um, the Penn loss has made Rhode Island a must win if we're trying to accomplish things like NCAA tournaments, which correct, I, which is fun to talk about right now. And it's great that Nate Oates talks about all the time. I like the 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 optimism and that being the goal. And hey, we can get better and 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 don't give up. And I, I like all that stuff. But uh, gosh, we're 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 down to t- we got we got we got ten guys and half of them are freshmen. Okay, so Jimmy, let's uh let's talk about the college football playoff rankings, which will come out today. And instead of going any more into LSU film, which neither one of us had an opportunity to go back and look at the the, the film, uh, frankly. And you know what? I'm not ready to. I'm just I'm not ready to uh, do that yet. I, I, I'm just not. I, and when I watch it, I will at that moment realize I'm not ready to watch it then either. But I'm, I've got to be more mentally prepared to do it. So I think what instead we can talk about some scenarios to get into the college yep. football playoff. And so what? What do you think needs to happen? What's our best path to get in? Okay, it, it's not much. Here's a good thing. It's not much. People, it, it's not a, a complicated thing to me in, in terms of what would definitely get us in. But here's where it starts with. Alabama has to look like in these next three games, because that's all we get. We ain't getting to Atlanta. So all we get is these next three games, and, and two of them against very bad competition, Mississippi State and Western Carolina, that, that we should smack around pretty good. We have to look like one of the top four teams. We have to we have to beat Mississippi State soundly. We have to beat Western Carolina by a score that looks like it should. 
and then we have to go to Auburn and beat, not just squeak by, not hope we get a break at the end. We need to beat Auburn, uh, which which Oregon could not. We need to beat Auburn at Auburn and uh, look like a top four team. So that that's first and foremost, but that's not going to be enough, people. Just that is not going to be enough. This is what I think needs to happen to be sure. And to be sure, this is all it's going to take, about three teams to lose. Three teams need to lose one more game. That's Oklahoma for sure, because a one-loss Big 12 champion Oklahoma is getting in over Alabama. In my opinion, a one-loss Pac-12 champion is probably getting in over Alabama. I don't even want to risk it. So for Alabama's sake, getting in the, the playoff, we need the Pac-12 champion and the Big 12 champion to have two losses. The only exception would be Baylor. I think we would get in over Baylor as long as Baylor has one loss because their schedule is just so bad. So if if Baylor wins the the the, the Big 12 at 12 and 1, we're probably in. But uh, apart from that, I think we need two losses for the Pac-12 champ, two losses for the Big 12 champ. That only takes Oklahoma losing and Oregon or Utah losing a regular season game, and then that team that loses a regular season game beats the other in the Pac-12 championship game. Therefore, they both end up with two losses. So it's highly possible. It's not like some far-fetched pipe dream. Heck, Oklahoma almost lost just Saturday night. It was just a two-point conversion that, that failed on Iowa State's part, or we already would have had about half of it knocked out. Uh, so, it, again, it's very possible, but those games have to fall a certain way, and Alabama has to look like a top four team. If those things happen, Alabama's in the playoff. No, I <clears throat> excuse me, I agree with you. And um, Oklahoma did lose uh, Sermon, their starting running back, and a defensive tackle, I think, uh, for the season. So they've lost a couple other guys. Um, they do have to go to Baylor. They've they've got to play a Big Twelve championship game. Um, I think they they still got to play Oklahoma State. Uh, and there's one other game they have to play. I don't remember what it is. It's probably a nothing. But um, Oregon and Utah have relatively easy paths to the uh, to the championship game. So we are going to need one of them to be upset. I think now if Utah is the rep for the Pac-12, I think we have a case. Because yes. Utah, Utah's case is not nearly all that special either, uh, and they have a bad loss with USC. And here's the other thing. You know, people love to just throw out, well, Alabama's resume is nothing without the loss to LSU. That's true. But nobody else who's in the conversation has a loss like ours in terms that's of right. a loss to a team that's close to as good as ours. We lost to the team that's probably going to be number one. Um, so that's that's going to be our argument. And – I know, again, I said this on the podcast yesterday, I know that the world thinks Auburn has to win for to, so that we can go and beat Auburn and make our win look better. I don't give a shit. I just, I'll just have to go to the belt bowl because I'm not pulling for Auburn. I'm just not doing it. It's not in me. It's not in my DNA. So, But that being said, I understand the benefits of Auburn's win, and that will make it easier for me to swallow should they win. 
Right. Um, it would definitely benefit Alabama for Auburn to win. Now, what I laid out for us ma- making the, the the playoff didn't include Auburn beating Georgia, but uh, but but it, it it would help. It would help because again, Alabama just doesn't have a marquee win, and if Auburn loses again and is just a an eight and three team barely in the top twenty five, then then people are still going to be saying where is Alabama's quality win? Auburn yep. beats Georgia. And they're they're nine and two and in the top ten, and Alabama beats Auburn on the road. Now out now Alabama can crow about a quality win. So uh, that's why it's important uh, for Alabama's chances for Auburn to win. That said, uh, I didn't mention it because to me, I, I think Alabama just looking like a top four team, and Oklahoma losing, Oregon losing, Utah losing, that gets Alabama in. And oh, of yeah. course, by the way, that's assuming non-crazy i'm also assuming basically ohio state and clemson and lsu all went out but I, th- I think we all know that that's coming well and here's another thing that i think would help if clemson were to lose and i mean lose yeah. anywhere, anywhere anywhere at all they're out they're out i I, they're out. I totally believe that their their resume makes ours look like we've got a harvard nba um uh, some well, plus kind of, plus uh, it would be a, a literary, some kind of literary degree from vassar which I assume is a good college because the Simpsons always talk about it. I'm not 100% sure it is. I just know that the Simpsons always talk about it. Yeah, I um, don't even know really. Is, is it a thing? There I think a it's a thing. <laughs> okay. I'm pretty sure Vassar is a place, uh, but I'm not a college. I'm not sure. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to be watching the college football playoffs tonight with bated breath, and it's going to be interesting to see where they have us because the AP poll and the coaches poll still have us at four. Most of the power rankings still have us at four. Even if they were at four or five, I'm fine. Um but man, we've got to. I mean, the and the the other key is Jimmy, and what we're just assuming is our team has to come out and whip ass the rest of the year. And yeah. I don't, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how they do it because we've got a bunch of guys that are got that now have their minds on the draft too. I mean, we'd love to think that they are, you know, all chomping at the bit to get back on the field because they love competition and love Tuscaloosa. But we don't really know that. I mean, they may. They, some of them may be like, hey, man, I don't want to get hurt and cost myself a draft position. Let's let's be frank that if I'm uh, Trayvon Diggs, you know, I, there could be an agent that says, hey, buddy, you've already cost yourself a few spots by the way you look Saturday. Now, common sense says, hey, maybe if you go out and kick ass these last few games, you can really improve your stock again. But what if the agent's saying, hey, you know, maybe you just need to you know, put it on cruise control to the draft. Now I'm not saying that's what's going to happen. I'm not saying that he thinks that way, that he's not a competitor, not a warrior, blah, blah, blah. I'm just saying we're assuming we're going to go out and kick ass and maybe one, maybe our guys aren't as fired up to do it as because of uh, ancillary things going on. Or number two, maybe we don't have the ability to do it. Are we sure we have the ability to shut Mississippi state out and beat them by 40? Are we sure? It's a good question. Uh, I mean, it's a good question in the sense that that was a, a, a gut punch loss. And many teams, many good teams would just go in a shell after that and just go, well, the playoffs gone. Everything we're hard for is gone because of, of an official's call or whatever in their head they're blaming it on. And, and they just kind of go into a shell. A lot of teams would do that. Now, uh, you know, most of the Saban teams after a loss have bounced back and look really good. It's kind of been an elixir for, for some of the Saban teams where, where all of a sudden that's what they needed. And then they really turned it on 
and and hopefully that's what what we'll see Saturday. Because if not, if Alabama just mails it in, then it doesn't matter what's going to happen in these other games. If Alabama doesn't look like a top four team, then they're not going to be a top four team. And here's one thing about the rankings: everyone listening is really really pay attention to this because I think there's a lot of confusion because we all grew up with the AP poll and the coaches poll and and, and we kind of know how that works. The college football playoff poll works nothing like those polls. It's not even a poll where, where teams move up and down. Every week they scrap what they did the week before and start with a blank sheet of paper. The rankings can look radically different from one week to the next based on adding more data points which is what happens every week. They just add more data points, start over, and start with this blank sheet of paper. So my point is, there are going to be lots of Alabama fans that see Alabama at number four tonight, and I think Alabama will be number four tonight, and go, oh, thank goodness, we're not out of the playoff. All we have to do is win the games, and we won't move down. That is totally not true. That's not even close to true. Alabama can easily move down simply because of the criteria that's charged with the committee. And one of the criteria is they are to give great deference to conference champions. That's a huge data point that isn't awarded until that final weekend, until the final poll, when you finally do have teams that are named conference champions. So Alabama can be number four this week and next week and the next week and look like a fantastic top four team and beat Auburn on the road by 21, and they maintain their number four spot, then it's championship weekend. And you know what? A one-loss Oklahoma, a one-loss Oregon, they're going to leapfrog Alabama because they're named conference champions. And it's not a poll where you move up and down. It doesn't work that way. Well, and also, uh, I think that's what happened to, was it TCU in the first poll? TCU and Baylor sort of tied for thing. And then Ohio State jumped them both uh, because – the, the Big Twelve was so stupidly did not declare one of them the Big Twelve champ. That's how yep. that went. So. Yeah. Um. All right, Jimmy. That's going to do it for this podcast. I guess you know if you could do us all a favor and try and sneak in some football watching, uh, that'd be great. Um, <laughs> I, I've seen. I, I went back and watched uh, clips of plays. That I like. I, I I want to see this play again. I want to see that play. So I've seen uh, the, the you know big plays over and over again. I just had to sat down and watch the broadcast all the way through. Um, and the other thing I would like to talk about next time is some recruiting updates. We've gotten some good vibrations from Arian Smith out of Florida, who I'd love yep. to have a very speedy wide receiver. Uh, Darnell Washington, apparently still on our list, even though it's very up in the air about what he's going to do. And uh, Bryce Young was on campus recruiting for everybody else. So that's that's good news. Um, so I guess I'll do it for this episode and we will be back to Molly's. On Wednesday. I hate it when I say that. I don't know why I do that. Like a cute way to say tomorrow. Just say tomorrow. What the hell was that? We'll be back tomorrow. Locked there on Bama. Locked on Bama. Roll tide, everybody. Roll tide.